Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to. Because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from. Some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy. So we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, call 988. 988 provides free, confidential, compassionate support 24-7 in your phone's local area code. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. Hambubker. What the hell does that mean? I've often pondered that, as has much of the TCAP community. Hambubker, in case you don't know and you haven't been following the Predator Investigations, which I highly doubt if you're listening to this podcast, is the screen name of a Predator who surfaced during our investigation in Flagler Beach, Florida, a fellow by the name of James Wiles, who was then 53. I get questions about Ham Bubger all the time, and with good reason. 
He was crass. He was dangerous. He was scary. And he did something really funky with his tongue that we had to blur out on television. I'll get to all of that in a moment. But these questions and the mystery and intrigue surrounding Ham Bubger and where the hell he came up with that screen name are just some of the reasons why James Wiles is the focus of this episode of my podcast, Predators I've Caught. I'm Chris Hansen. Flagler Beach is a really pretty little town in Florida, right along the Atlantic coast, a spit of land, really. But it's just really friendly, has that small town feel. It's about an hour or so away from Jacksonville. And it's a place where you could go and raise kids. In fact, while we were there shooting the investigation in December 2006, we had to delay the start of one of the day's investigations, confrontations, invitations of predators to our home because there was a Christmas Day parade and the police department had to handle that. Now, there may have been all of 20 people in the parade and maybe 100 people watching it, but it was a Christmas parade nevertheless. But it speaks as to the kind of small town feel there. And you can afford to buy a home. It'd be right across the street from the ocean and the beautiful beach. And and so it is. We set up our investigation there, partly because a detective with the Flagler Beach Police Department had gone online and tried to do an investigation on his own. And within minutes, posing as a young girl, was inundated with men sending obscene pictures, trying to set up a sexual liaison with this young girl he was posing as. And he knew there was a problem in that area, as there is all over the world, really. But the best way he could figure out to to handle this was to enlist Perverted Justice, the online watchdog group with which we partnered during our To Catch a Predator investigations. And so we went to Flagler Beach and And I've talked about some of the other cases there before in earlier episodes, but it was a very busy investigation. And among the men who chatted up decoys from perverted justice was James Wiles. And I'll get to some of his chat in a minute, but it's a graphic example of how a 53-year-old man is able to groom a 13-year-old girl. And as we go through this transcript and the events that took place, you can see him justifying in his own mind why it would be okay to have sex, to sexually assault a 13-year-old girl, basically. Hambubger, James Wiles, was at the time a retired truck driver. And he had been in an automobile accident six years or so prior to servicing in our investigation and hurt his back. And so it was hard for him to get around. I mean, 53 really isn't that old, but he was retired from driving the truck on disability. And he could walk, but it was slow and arduous. And when you look at the video, you can see that he... You know, it wasn't exactly spry, but apparently he was all good when it came to having sex with a 13-year-old girl. Later, we found a wheelchair folded up in the trunk of his car, but he certainly was able to drive and 
find the house in Flagler Beach and walk across the driveway and into our kitchen where he came face to face with our on-site decoy who was a, an attractive 19-year-old girl who looked younger who played the part of the girl. So the chat starts with him identifying this girl who online goes by the name of Hey Shut Up online in a chat room. The chat would go on for about six days and it's one of the chat logs that was on a hard drive with perverted justice that apparently crashed. And if you follow these investigations, you know that a couple of the suspects' transcripts were were lost because of the hard drive crash. And there's been all kinds of speculation as to why that hard drive crashed and why they weren't able to be retrieved. And there have been conspiracy theories and all kinds of things. In fact, a couple of predators, lawyers in the Ford Myers investigation were able to leverage this lack of transcript into getting their clients off a very rare occurrence in the predatory investigations, but it happened. And it happened with Hambuggers transcript. Now, I have the majority of the transcript from before the hard drive crash because, well, I'm Chris Hansen and I did the investigation, so I have it. So it starts out like most chats do online between somebody who is a potential predator and somebody who's posing as a 13-year-old child. Age, name, sex, And she says right away, 13 female Daytona, which is, you know, the area where Flagler Beach is. And it goes from the usual, hi, how you doing? What's up? What are you up to? I'm just trying to meet somebody. He sets the stage as being somebody who's divorced, lives alone, and has met other people online, talks about meeting a woman, He drove many hours to meet. She just wanted a one-night stand, he says. And now he says, quote, I'm looking for a sweet lady to love and to do things together with. The decoy says, sounds nice, but I don't want no one to treat me like dirt. Here, Hambubger is going to start planting the seeds of, you know, being the victim of poor treatment, uh, his divorce, women don't understand him, things like that, and try to work his way into the good graces of this woman, who is not really a woman, she's a 13-year-old girl. Then he says, if you can't be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with others. Hmm. Yeah, right. And there's no sense going any further. Now, he spells sense, S-E-N-C-E, which, again, some people have typos as they chat in chat rooms. And he says, uh, if you're not going to be honest, he has no time for this woman. And the girl says, yeah, I hate liars. And this goes on where he talks about not being the greatest, but he's a very sweet person. And the decoy plays the role of a girl who lives with her mom, but the mom travels and sometimes she's home alone. And she's open to the idea of meeting James Hambuker. And over the next few days... You can see the grooming process as we have in the past. Talks about her being a very special lady, being very sweet. And pretty quickly, 
he introduces the idea of traveling from his home about an hour and a half away to visit the girl, to hang out, maybe go to the beach with her. But if it's so innocent and there's no problem with a 53-year-old meeting a 13-year-old, why is he so concerned about the mother being home? And he makes this clear he wants the mother to be out of town. And he says, I think I'm in love. And hey, shut up, the 13-year-old girl plays along. I think I am too. And then she says, and decoys do this sometimes, you don't seem real. This kind of gets the predator going and wanting to prove that in fact his intent is not only real, but it's actionable. He says, I just want to put my arms around you and let you know how much you really mean to me. Now, they've been chatting for a matter of hours at this point. Fast forward. You are my sunshine, the rose garden for my heart, my love. So dear, that means you are my world. Love you and hope to see you soon. God bless and have a very blessed day. This girl's 13. The guy, Hambubker, James Wiles, is 53. Now, this is going to get graphic pretty quickly. Now we're about a day into the chat. She inquires what they might do. He says, whatever it takes to make you happy. Decoy says, I just want to be prepared. And here it comes. Ham Bubger is going to jump right in. Maybe suck your titties and lick your pussy. And go from there. She says, okay, that sounds nice. It will be nice if you let me. She says, I will if you want to. But if not, I'll be happy just being with you. She says, as long as you're gentle. Oh, baby, I will be gentle as a pussycat. Good, you seem really gentle, she says. Gentle as they come. And then she says, well, can you bring condoms? If that's what you want, even though I've never used them before. I just don't want to have a baby. No, I don't want that either, he says. LOL, good, my mom would kill me. No, she wouldn't, he says. I wouldn't let her go that far. Wow, isn't that chivalry? And you're going to hear later in the transcripts that he at some point has, or at least professes to have, a conscience and acknowledges that it might be wrong for him to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. But that lasts only for a minute. And he gets sexual again. The decoy says, you don't really care I'm only 13, right? Then he says, yes, I do care if you're 13. It bothers you now? You know I don't have sex with a 13-year-old. Decoy says, I'm confused. You have me confused. Are you really 13? So now he's going to play it off like, you know, it's just role play. That the girl's not really 13, that she's older. Now, she confirms over and over and over again that she's 13. And he seems to get over this uh, crisis. He's having this conscience pretty quickly. We could have sex every day. Baby, come home with me. So now he wants this 13-year-old girl to move in with him, right? Like they're going to get married, or at least for two weeks while her mom is out of town. And there's a phone call, actually, between James Wiles, Ham Bubger, 
and the perverted justice decoy who he's chatting with. And we have a recording of that. And, and you can see in the beginning, he pretends to be concerned about her age. But listen to what he says about how he's going to have to be gentle because sex hurts for the first time. And when you hear his voice, you'll get a sense of how creepy and dangerous this guy really is. Take a listen. Hello. Hey, is this James? <laughs> yep, it's me. Hi, it's Claire. You really thirteen? Yeah. You gotta be kidding. You sound older. Well, thank you. You really want to do what you said? What we were talking about? Well, I wouldn't have said it if I didn't want to. Age doesn't matter, dear. But what I'm thinking is, is if something happens, you could you could haul a rape, and I'd go to jail. I can't believe you think I'd do that. Well, I wouldn't think you would, but you don't ever know. I've seen people do that. I would never. Have you had it before? No. No, you know, it's going to hurt. But you'll be careful, right? Yeah, I'll be careful, but it's going to hurt. It's awful painful, dear, when you first do it. Well, then it's better for you to do it because you know what you're doing. Yeah, but what, what if you start hollering, then what? You start screaming, your neighbors love the thing, you're in trouble. No, you're sorry. But he's a caring fellow, James Wiles. After he talks about marriage and all the sex stuff and how gentle he's going to be, he says, you still have to go to school after we get married. Well, at least he's concerned about her education. And he repeats again what he wants to do to her breasts and to her vagina. And now it appears that he's getting really, really excited and turned on by the prospect of actually visiting and having sex with a 13-year-old girl. Says, my dick is about to break, also along with my balls. Of course, that's the best part. Don't break it, she says. These decoys sometimes crack me up. It's all yours, says Ham Bubger. You can suck it, just don't bite it. Okay, I won't. I won't bite you either. Suck, fuck, lick. It goes on. I'll spare you some of the other parts. Talks about whether or not she chains her privates. Whether or not she has a menstrual cycle yet. And then... Hambubger gets into his car. And after all the sex talk, all the I love you, sweetie, all of it, all the decoy asks for, besides condoms, which he doesn't bring, is a pack of M&Ms, which he does bring. Apparently, he's not big into the whole condom thing. And we see the car, the Chevrolet, four-door, pull into the driveway. I'm in the back room with Ronnie Knight, a security man. The on-site decoy is waiting in the kitchen. The crew is ready. And we're watching on the monitor as Hambugger makes his way slowly across the driveway into our kitchen. More about this predator I've caught 
in a moment. Now, there's a quick chat, and I'll play it for you here, between the onside decoy and the predator. You can come on in. Hi. How are you? Oh, I wasn't sure if you were coming. Oh, yeah. I told you I'd be here. Did you bring my M&Ms? <laughs> Did you bring the condoms, too? No. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm going to go change. I'll be right back, okay? Now, in the transcript, Wiles is very specific about what he wants the girl to be wearing. Pink underwear, panties specifically. And there's talk about that in the chat as well. And he talks about how he likes to roam around naked in his apartment because he's got good heat, he says. And he's warm-blooded. Or not going to need to get naked here. But after the onside decoy excuses herself, and you may remember this if you've seen this episode, he does this bizarre thing, Wiles does, with his mouth and tongue, and at the same time, he's grabbing his penis, it appears. His hands are outside his pants, but he's obviously rubbing himself, trying to get himself going, and at the same time simulating, it appears, perhaps performing some sort of oral sex. I mean, it's graphic to the point where we have to blur the image. And I didn't really see this at the time of the investigation. But when we got back into the editing room to watch this thing, I mean, you know, standards wasn't going to show television, nor am I suggesting they should have. But, you know, he grabbed himself and then did this really over-the-top thing with his tongue and mouth. And as far as he knew, nobody could see it. So he's getting himself primed and pumped to have sex with this girl. And before he could have his big party, the sex party, I walk out. And you can see his face. And listen to a little bit of the confrontation. You seem a little nervous driving around out there. Yeah. What are you doing here today? I'm coming to see her. And uh, how old is the girl you came to see here today? She's 13. 13. Right. I'm just visiting. That's all. I read him back some of his online chat. I did not want to have sex. Well, that's not what it says here. I know what it says. We will be making love all the time I'm there. Okay, cool. With my tongue up your blank. But I say that on all of You say that all the time. Right. He claims he was not going to go through with any of it, but it was just talk, fantasy, that it would have been fine if he didn't have sex with the girl. That's not what he wanted anyway. Well, you know, do the math on that. And then Wiles comes up with an excuse that I had never heard before and have not heard since. He claims, in spite of all the sex talk and all the advertising online as to what he was going to do to this 13-year-old girl, that he wasn't even capable of having sex. So it didn't matter. Listen to what he says specifically. Ain't a woman in this world, give me a, give me a I'm past that stage now. So I'm telling you the truth. I am past that stage. That's right. He claims that for whatever combination of reasons, he can no longer get an erection and have sex. Now, that's not what he said online, obviously. That's not what it sounded like when he was apparently masturbating while talking to this 
supposed 13-year-old girl. So I don't personally believe any of it. And if you listen to the interrogation with the police, they obviously don't believe any of it either. So I go back and forth with Ham Bubger for a while, and I think I covered just about everything. I wish I had seen in the monitor more clearly what he was doing with his tongue and by touching himself, because I would have asked him about that. And I also wish I had the presence of mind to ask him where the name Ham Bubger came from. Because honestly, I don't know other than that to tell you that it was his handle on the CB radio when he was a trucker. And apparently in the area where he grew up, his nickname was Bub, or at least some people called him Bub. And I'm guessing, although I can't prove this, that he liked hamburgers. And somehow all this got jumbled together and his handle was Ham Bubger and one of his online screen names became Ham Bubger. No one has been able to explain it more in more detail than that. So that's what I know about Ham Bubger and how he got the name. What I also know is that he was a man who stuck to his story. They took him away and took him down to police headquarters where he was interrogated for pretty long period of time. And the two female detectives who did it were skilled. They're very sharp. At least one of them is retired. Wiles is charged with two felony counts involving trying to have sex with a underage girl. He spends a little time in the lockup and is released on conditional bail, even though that he's got some trouble in his past and he skipped a court date having to do with child support alimony. He had been divorced about six years at the time of his appearance in our investigation. So they go to find him. He's hiding at his mom's house and they get him, they arrest him. And now they're not going to let him out of jail, right? And he's now more than earlier on the radar of law enforcement because during the interrogation, he admits something that you wouldn't expect him to admit. And that is that he was investigated for molesting his daughters, his underage daughters. And he explains in the interrogation how he didn't really do it and he was not convicted and it's unclear as to whether or not he was actually ever prosecuted he was investigated but the records don't indicate whether or not he was actually charged and went to trial and was exonerated or whether or not he was just ever criminally prosecuted we do know that his brother was prosecuted and the best we can tell and we know this from what Wiles himself said and from what one of his daughters told Joey Teacap in a conversation that was recorded, Marsha Wilds. And we have a little bit of that that we're going to play for you in a minute. But basically, the story that Marsha Wilds tells, which is consistent with what her father said to the cops, was that there was incest in the family. And the story that Marsha tells is that 
she was not actually molested by either her father or his brother, but her twin sister was molested by her father and that another sister was molested by his brother, their uncle, and that the brother was ultimately convicted. And then while she says she was never actually molested by either her dad or uncle, she did have a bad experience with their grandfather as a child when they went for a walk. Listen to this. My grandfather would take me on walks and he would show me his dick. Well, an all around great family there. Now, I'm not suggesting that this is indicative of every predator I've caught, but it gives you some insight into the life of James Wiles, TKA, and Bubker. So Wiles is locked up, right? He's not going anywhere anytime soon. And before they can take him to trial, he's pleaded not guilty. He stops taking his medicine and he becomes gravely ill. Now, the daughters, Marsha and her sisters, have not seen him in quite some time, nor has their mom. They've moved on. They don't like him. He's a bad guy in their eyes. And then they find out that he has surfaced in a to catch a predator investigation. Family members see it on TV, and of course they get on the phone and everybody finds out. So they get the word that he's going to die. He's gravely ill. And nobody wants to go see him. But Marsha does go see him. And do you know why Marsha went to go see him? By her own account? She just wanted to get a picture of him. And I've seen this photo. It's out there on the internet. You can find it. Gravely ill in a hospital bed with a respirator attached. She wanted to get that picture. And she did. She shared it with the rest of the family. And when Wiles died, the family actually had a party to celebrate. Can you imagine? They celebrated the death of James Wiles, their father, because he was such a bad human being. A human being who was more than willing to rape a 13-year-old girl, to drive two hours, to groom that child, to offer to make her his bride. Now, he said that he had never done this before with an underage girl. I don't know. He seemed pretty comfortable, at least potentially knowing that his brother was doing it to his own children. Hambubger, creepy, dangerous, never convicted in this case because he essentially stopped taking his medicine and died. We still don't know how he got that name, though. And I suppose we never will. But we do know it's one predator who was taken off the streets, one predator who would never again reach out to a child and assault that child and alter that child's life forever. 
Did he get what he deserved? I think so. And that is why he is the focus of this episode of Patriots I've Caught. As you know, and this has become pretty popular, we like to hear from all of you on this show. And we ask you to submit your questions via an audio file. And we have a lot of them, which I'm really happy about. And they're good questions, too. And this question this week comes all the way from Argentina. Hello, Chris. I'm Gonzalo. I'm from Argentina. And I have a question for you. I've been watching the investigations to TCAP and, well, Hansen versus Predator. And I've been thinking, do you feel like you helped to show the world like you personally feel as if you helped to show the world this side of the internet. I mean, I know right now we, we know about um, what happens that these people exist. But um, at the time, I think it was pretty revolutionary. So my question is, do you feel like you personally helped to unveil or to shed light on these subjects and well what do you think about about that and that's my question thanks chris thank you gonzalo from argentina i do think that the investigations and we're getting ready to do more as we speak have created an awareness and a dialogue that didn't exist before we did them. And what we've been able to do, I believe, is to, you know, take people literally inside the commission of a felony and to get inside the minds, in a way, of the men committing these felonies. And I've said this before, and it's become my mantra, in a way, I suppose, that if I can get inside the mind of a criminal, be it a sexual predator, targeting children or anyone else, and understand a little bit about how that mind works, and then hear the voice of a victim, I think we can prevent other people from becoming victims. And I think that's a big part of what we do or what we should be doing. And so, yes, I, I do believe that we took people into a place they never or seen before. And I feel good about that. I also feel good about the fact that so many people are now listening to this podcast. And I appreciate all the help that Joe Garner and Steve Cohen have given me as producers. And we're excited to uh, continue. And as always, if you have ideas or thoughts, you can reach me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. And I'll be back next week with Predators I've Caught. I'm Chris Hansen.